and for scientists it is unequivocal. Humans are to blame. All this is entirely consistent with predictions and repeated warnings. The only surprise is the speed of the change. Climate change is here, it is terrifying and it is just the beginning. The era of global warming has ended, the era, the era of global boiling has arrived. The air is unbreathable, the heat is unbearable, and the level of fossil fuel profits and climate inaction is unacceptable. Leaders must lead. All right, welcome back. I got a serious question. All of these bad actors, all these guys that want to take over the world and everything, why do they always sound like a James Bond villain? Maybe I'm old, I don't know. Has anybody else ever picked that up? They always, the accents that they have, they always sound and look like they're straight out of a James Bond film. It's it's eerie, it's weird, it's kind of comical, I guess. But I just, uh, it just strikes me sometimes. I, when I'm watching them, I'm like, it's just like I could be watching a movie right now. These guys are ridiculous. They always sound the same, they look the same. They should be casted for the roles. I mean, why isn't Hollywood reaching out to these guys? They'd be the perfect villains. They're villains in real life, and they could play the same villain on screen. Makes sense to me. Uh, Well, Gutierrez on Thursday, this was last Thursday night, rolled out some of his most apocalyptic climate climate rhetoric to date, declaring that the era of global warming ended and the era of global boiling has arrived. He also told you to be very, very afraid. Uh, He went on a rant basically telling everybody how terrifying it is to see children that are being swept swept away by monsoon rains, families running from the flames and workers collapsing and scorching heat. (laughs) Listen, listen, I just, we just went over this. Um, Is it hot? Of course it's hot. It's summertime. It's always hot. Okay, I don't. I don't think anything's much changed. What What has changed is, at least here in the states, uh, the way that we warn you about heat. Remember, they've dropped it three degrees. So your heat warnings come if it's three degrees uh, hotter than it was, or, or cooler than it was last year. So if last year it was ninety five, instead of getting the warning, warning ninety two. All right. So it's it's all a game. It's all perception, and also. We, we also went over, uh, to the best of my knowledge and the best of my understanding, the shipping tracks, which create clouds in the sun, which help block the direct sunlight to, from, uh, from boiling the ocean. Uh, and there may even be some benefit to what they're producing, creating those shipping lines. I, all of this is, a, is one gigantic illusion. And if you're not paying attention and you only care to know one side of the story, then I guess this guy probably scares the hell out of you and makes a lot of sense to you. But if you're actually objective and you take some time to look at both sides, uh, you'll find that most of what they're telling you, there is a counter argument for, and there's counter science for. So really, uh, it's not a clear path that yes, if both sides of the aisles were saying we're going in this direction, it's bad. But it's not. You have scientists with opposing views that can uh, discredit each other in a lot of cases. So it's left up to you to decide. But we certainly shouldn't be making the changes in our world that they want to make 
because they only see it one way, and they're only interested in one side of the story. Uh, anyways, the veteran Portuguese socialist painted his picture of the world in peril during a, ste- a stream speech from the UN headquarters in New York, returning to his, really his catchphrase of the climate doom instead of climate change. It's, uh, he's been, he has used that almost without respite since the beginning, since he took office. He made some ridiculous claims or statements that anything short of a mini ice age over the coming days um, would be the only way that July 2023 would not be shattering records across the board as the hottest summer on recorded history. Uh, He said, and I quote, climate change is here. It is terrifying and it is just the beginning. The era of global warming has ended. The era of global boiling has arrived. The consequences are clear and they are tragic. Children swept away by monsoon rains, families running from flames and workers collapsing, scorching heat. For the vast part of North America, Asia, Africa, and Europe, it's a cruel summer. Hot summer streets and the pavements are burning us in Trying to smile, but the air is so heavy and dry. It's a cruel. I'm sorry. I just couldn't help myself. (laughs) When I was reading it, that was literally the first thing that popped in my head yesterday. I'm reading through the article and I'm like, oh, I got to put that in there. I'm just not even going to say anything. I'm just going to throw it right in. (laughs) It just made perfect sense. Anyways, scientists say that if you want to find a similar time frame, we have to go all the way back to the Emain warm period about 120,000 years ago to find similarly warm conditions. Uh, that right there in itself pretty much proves the point that the climate is always changing. The earth does what it wants to do. And uh, there's we may have some minimal impact on it, but... For the most part, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. It's out of your control. So do the best you can. Be a good steward of your environment. But don't just shut down your life and make everybody's lives miserable because you see this imminent threat coming that for some reason never seems to get here. Just live your life as you should, as as God intended, and don't worry about it. Don't be afraid of it. Because whatever the earth is going to do, it's going to do. And believe me, you don't live long enough to see the end of this story. I'm talking about your flesh here. You don't live long enough to see the end of this story. I promise you. Okay. Now, if now if we do, if we hear that trumpet sound, that's a whole different situation here. And then we lived long enough to see uh, prophecies fulfilled. But still, climate change... To me, wouldn't matter at that point anyways, right? Okay, so you ain't going to live long enough to worry about climate change. So if I was you, I would do what I do, which is not worry about it. I don't go around 
littering and just destroying the earth just because uh, I take good care of it. I pick up trash. I actually walk in up and down my streets picking up trash to throw it away that blows out of the back of people's trucks and whatnot just because I like living in a clean place. Yeah, and I think trash on the ground, I don't like it. Yeah, I like it to look nice, everything look clean. It's nicer that way. It, it, that's the most I'm going to do to help my environment. Yeah, I don't, I don't go out of my way to dump oil on the ground or do anything stupid. I'm going to continue to drive my vehicles. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm going to continue to eat what I like, uh, use the electricity that I feel like using. I'm not going to worry about it because there's nothing to worry about. We use such minimal impact per person that it wouldn't even matter. You're going to make your life absolutely miserable to maybe, potentially, because remember, all of this is theory, so maybe it'll do something to help out. Maybe potentially in their theory. Their theory ends with complete control for them and a miserable existence for you. So I'm good. I'll keep doing what I'm doing here. Believe me, we have the power to stop this as well. I mean, it's about informing people, educating people, getting people to see the truth and the reality of the situation. We have more power than you could ever imagine when we work together. I mean, Budweiser is a great example of that. Uh, there are many other examples I'm about to give you the next one, but, uh, we have a lot of power. You know, sometimes you feel hopeless, like, Oh, maybe this stuff is going to happen or what you need to do is stay focused and say, okay, yes, I am one person. Me as a individual, it's limited on what I can and cannot do here. I, I mean, I can't stop the world from moving. I can't stop these people from their evil. But what I can do is inform and educate other people so that way they are aware of the game that's being played and together we stand united, we can stop this. Here's my next point. S&P Global is no longer going to include ESG scores in its debt rating after facing scrutiny over the practice many see as politically leaning and unnecessary. The credit ratings agency has been monitoring and rating companies' efforts regarding environmental, social, and corporate governance on, on a scale of 1 to 5 since 2021, but has decided this last week to ditch the analysis. We have determined that the dedicated analysis narrative paragraphs in our credit rating reports are most effective at providing detail and transparency on ESG credit factor materials to our ratings analysis, S&P said, per the Financial Times. Republicans obviously have been all over this. And more than Republicans, I would say the people that brought this to the forefront are um, Glenn Beck. It was huge and opening people's eyes to know what ESG was. Uh, he has the ability and the team and a good enough team that they were able to dig this out and figure out what it is and then start sounding the alarm, uh, as well as Russell Blair, a brand of all people. I don't, <laughs> Russell Brand did such a great job between this and COVID and, you know, some of the last people you would ever expect. It's amazing. Really, God is, an amaz- is amazing because he will use the last person you would ever expect to do anything and it, it will be perfect. Uh, look at Trump. Trump was probably the best example. I am one. Of, I will be the first person to tell you. I did not watch Trump's stupid show with I'm fired. I, I, even today, I still won't watch it. I have no interest in that nonsense. Okay. Before that, Donald Trump was kind of that joke, rich guy that would have little cameos in movies. I, I mean, I, when he was running, when originally when he was running for president, the only appeal that I had, that he had to me was, financially he can't be bought. He's outside of uh, politics, so he's not an actual politician. 
he's worth giving a look. And then the more he spoke and the more I actually paid attention to him, the more I liked him. And the more I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm going to give this guy, I'm going to give him a go because, hell, we've tried everybody else and they all suck. So I'm going to give this guy a go. So if God wants to use you, he will use the most unlikely of person to do the most amazing thing. So I don't think anybody could have ever seen Russell Brand being part of such a big movement. I mean, of all people. But Russell Brand's the guy that they look at and everybody thinks he smells bad like he looks grungy and dirty. Yeah. He's he's that guy. He's a, a known actor, but is he one of the megastar actors? No, he's not. Here's a guy that left for a little while, came back. Uh, it's, you know, you can be used. The Lord will use you if you are open to that. Um, but they really were some of the biggest voices that brought ESG to the forefront and got everybody interested in it. Republicans got interested in it and they uh, attacked it as woke ideology. That's part of this woke ideology that's going around ESG, that you're going to rate people and you're going to either loan or not loan somebody money solely based upon their political preferences or what they're investing in and what their social media accounts are like, it, it, how, how well they treat the environment. It's, it's all wrong. It, it's completely wrong. You know, you and the, the, back in the day, why do you get credit? Credit, they look at you and they make sure that if I loan you this money, you can and will pay it back. That is what your credit score basically says. You don't have large balances. You don't owe money to everybody. And whatever you borrow, you are, are trustworthy enough that you will pay it back. You are financially stable. And they're going to get a return on their money and they're going to make some money on the side. That's what credit is. It has nothing to do with your ideas. It has nothing to do with your personal beliefs or what you invest in. All they should be worried about is whether or not they're going to get paid. (laughs) That is all that a credit company, a bank, that's all they should be looking at. Are we going to get paid? Because some people who are going to have the best ESG scores are like Antifa members. They do everything that the left wants them to do. Oh, yes, we're vegan. We don't eat meat. We, we Socially, we're on the left side of everything. We, we don't invest in any fossil fuels. You're going to have a super high SG score, so we're going to loan this person money based upon that. But financially, uh, you're, you're out living in the streets trying to scrape two pennies together. It doesn't even make sense logically for a company. However, this is a great example of... The power that we hold in our hands when we work together. They're not dropping it just because. They're dropping it because the backlash, the attack on them has been so heavy and it's constant that they know one thing for sure. People are not going to use you. They're not. We are We are building alternate economies here, to be honest with you. You're, you're starting to get businesses that are anti-woke businesses that don't abide by any of this crap. You're having banks that are starting to pop up that are separate from these institutions, that people are moving all of their stuff over into, all their money into, all their financing. That's where they're shopping. That's where these companies are making a lot of money. They're losing money. No matter what anybody tells you at the end of the day, it's all about the almighty dollar. I don't care what anybody says because money is the way for them to have power. It's always going to come down to the money. You keep beating them down and not using them. You keep hurting their profits and they're not making the money that they should be making. They're laying people off to try to balance the books. 
they're going to change course at some point. Maybe some hang on longer. Maybe some are dumber like Disney, and they're just going to keep going down that hole until they have absolutely no other option. It's either that or, or close up shop. Most companies will are willing to take a certain percentage of a hit, and after that, they're going to course correct because they cannot sustain any more of a loss. That's what's happening when we all stand together. We're hitting them so hard. Listen, a 30% loss in business, you have to figure. If you're used to getting $100 a month, if I chop you down to 70 that hurts you. And now you have to really reassess and readjust how you're going to spend that money. It hurts you. The more you do it, even if it slows down, maybe you take an initial 15% hit and then it just over the course of the last couple of years, it continues, you continue to lose and now you're at a 30% loss. Anybody, any analyst in the world is going to come in there and say, hey, look, I don't care what you believe in, believe in whatever you want. But I can tell you this much. You continue down this path and we're not even having this conversation because there is no conversation to be had because you don't exist. And that is the reality of it. That is what time it is. So together, we have power to stand up against these things. The more, if you want to see more change, inform more people. Get them on our side. Show them the truth. Don't convince them and lie to them. Show them the truth. Here, here are the facts. Here's where it's at. Read it for yourself. Look at it for yourself. This is what time it is. So that way they could come to their own informed decision. And I guarantee you, when all the facts are presented to them, they're going to come to your side. I guarantee you. Because it is undeniable. Truth is undeniable. You may not like it. It may be a tough pill to swallow, but it is undeniable because it is truth. I think we're doing a great job. I thought it was worth pointing out the win. These people are continuing to push on their side, but we, the people, are pushing back hard enough on our side that we are forcing change. We are doing a good job, and we cannot let off the gas pedal. That's the one thing is we can't just lay back and say, oh, well, well, this person stopped that. No, no, no. We got to keep pushing because they're going to keep pushing. This is is a game of, uh, you ever watch the uh, uh, sumo wrestling? They're trying to push each other out of the square. Yeah, well, two sumos, we're in the center of the mat right now, and each side is pushing against each other. And if you just lay back, you're going to get thrown out of the circle. Hey, so we can't slow down now. You can't stop now. Actually, I'm big enough to be a sumo. <laughs> and an ugly sumo at that. I don't even have the hair for it. Oh, good Lord, man. And me in a diaper, that, that would be a hot mess. Oh, my God. Would never do. I got a buddy of mine. He's a fatty, man. <laughs> That's a, a tubby. And Tubby, he's one of those guys where I'm a fat guy where I swim with my shirt on. I keep everything on. You know, I don't, I don't take my stuff off because listen, I don't want to see myself and I know nobody wants to see it. So I, I don't do that to other people. I'm, I am uh, more, more courteous than that. Uh, him on the other hand, he's not that way. Uh, he just went on a cruise with a bunch of his buddies and he won the belly flop contest. He got up there on the board and he just got his pants on, which is just barely containing his crack. And, uh, he's up there. He's 460 pounds, five foot ten. You can pretty much figure out how that looks. And he's doing a little, little shimmy, a little belly dance, and then he goes into a full belly flop and pretty much cleans the pool out. <laughs> and he wins. I mean, he's 
he, he, he's got no issue with it. Me, on the other hand, that's a whole different story. <laughs> Anyways, getting back to the sumo. Yeah, we, we can't get pushed out of the circle. So definitely don't let off the gas. Keep people around you informed. It is that important. We can win this war that we are in right now because it is a war. It's a war for the soul of this country. It's a war for our souls. Uh, so do not let off the gas. We are doing a good job, and it's always worth pointing out and patting people on the back, telling them, hey, look, we are doing a good job. We are winning. We can't always be losing. You can't. Uh, everything can't always be negative. There's got to be some light and some positivity somewhere. There's a lot of negative coming at us, and there's a lot of ugly situations that keep uh, coming down on us, but we are standing strong, we are fighting back, and we are doing a good job of it. All right. I had one more, but I don't believe I have the time for it. Then we're going to get into China. Um, all right, that'll be fine. I hope you like what you're hearing. <laughs> Please rate and review me. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to me, any of my handles. Beyond that, I hope you have a beautiful Thursday, and we will definitely...